This is an ultimate global podcast. Hello, and welcome to our Daily Dose podcast, covering all about day-to-day global affairs. You're listening to Saurabh Kora and George Mavros from Sydney. Hello and good evening to everyone who is joining us again for today's Daily Dose and on every Thursday, we touch base upon a very critical theme of foreign diplomacy, foreign policy and diplomacy or key historical events. We have been touch basing upon a lot of important topics around the world in the last one month. Um, and also today on this occasion, we have been joined by George Mavros. Just to congratulate you, George, uh, that today we are celebrating one month anniversary of Ultimate Global Podcast as well. We started with Ultimate Global Post Podcast on the 30th of August, 2021. So today we have officially completed a month. I would like to thank everyone who has supported us throughout this journey and will be supporting us to make it even bigger for you in the coming days. To start off with, do you have any comments on that, George? Yes. Happy birthday to UGP. Happy birthday to you and me. So, uh, and and again, thanks to everybody that's participated. We've had some great people come on so far, and we're going to have a lot more people come on in the future. Um, we've started to hit our straps and working out where, what we're offering and where we're going, and uh, we uh, we seem to be a benefit to people from the feedback we're getting. So that's great. Um, it started off as an idea. You you made it happen, which uh, I congratulate you for, and I'm I'm delighted to be. Uh, co-founder with you. Sure. Um, And also, I think now moving towards today's interesting topic of key takeaways from 76th session of the UN General Assembly, which ended, in fact, in this week. And we had a couple of interesting leaders coming there and talking about their vision that they have set for their countries. A lot of the things are there. We also heard about uh, the famous blah, blah, blah from Greta Thunberg coming that a lot of leaders are saying a lot of things for climate and in fact, climate change, COVID-19, vaccine inequality were the top three agendas. But, you know, coming back to this important point, we have already talked about Greta Thunberg, but because she was trending in the news quite recently and and and, and the facts that she raised that the global leaders are just saying things and she iterated by saying that it's like blah, blah, blah. You're just speaking on the climate change, but you're not taking any actions. Yeah, look, I um, as I've said before, I don't necessarily agree with all of the things that she says, but I, I, she does at least get in and have a go and, and, and she's trying to get things to change and she has got people talking and there has been some movement happening. When you consider she's one person that started something versus our global leaders in the UN who've been talking about a lot of this stuff for how long? And talking and, oh, yeah, talking. And then after that, more talking. Um, it's For me, um, there, was a, there was a big, there was a bit of a push on about getting equality and we've got to get equality. And, and, and several of the, uh, the um, leaders spoke about this thing which is fantastic, and that's that's great. Um, it's just a bit disappointing uh, from the research I've done. Uh, out of 194, I'll say that again, 194 speakers at the UN that's very keen on equality, we had 18 
women speak. 18 out of 194. Well, that looks sort of not equal. Um, and it's, um, I think that uh, as we go a bit further today, that's my general theme. Uh, the UN is a great talk fest. Um, I'm starting to wonder what it actually does and what does it actually stand for. Yeah, and interestingly, uh, I was also looking at who is going to come from Afghanistan. Uh, there was supposedly somebody from the Taliban who was supposed to come from the Afghanistan to the United Nations General Assembly, but they cancelled their plans at the last minute. Um, I don't know whether that was intentional or it was unintentionally done, uh, or they are not prepared yet to face the world. What What's your take, George? Um, I would... I had heard some time back that they were supposed to, since the, the, the fall and that, they were supposed to be coming and I, I, I couldn't I couldn't understand that they would so soon and I, I thought it was going to, if they did, it was going to be an interesting uh, uh, a show. Um, so I'm not sure whether they cancelled or somebody suggested that they cancelled, but it doesn't surprise me that they didn't, they didn't attend. Um, I'm not sure this, I'm not sure this move is the one for them to be at. Sure, sure. Um, now, looking at the key points, you know, raised by uh, Joe Biden uh, at the United Nations General Assembly, George, he he started off with his uh, notion of ending the pandemic as soon as possible. Um, also, he addressed the climate crisis, as we just talked about. And he also touched based upon the current threat of terrorism that we face. But then he's also surrounded back by his own arguments and this kind of steps he has taken. Uh, and a lot of ambassadors from different countries didn't really resonate well with what he was saying after what happened in Afghanistan. Uh, because, no, some of the people, because some of the people feel that he kind of supports the Taliban. Um, and that's why he did not he did not have a direct withdrawal, a very step-by-step -step withdrawal, a very hasty withdrawal took place from Afghanistan. So he has been blamed for that by a couple of countries in Europe as well. Yeah, I don't. I don't think it's fair to say that he supports the Taliban, um, but certainly, and and, and again, uh, we we talked, we've touched on this previously. He he was in somewhat of a between a rock and a hard place because there were commitments made, and also it was part of his um, his presidential run that that this this was going to happen. Um, but you—it's it, still to this day, it's still to this day, beggar's belief that we could exit the way that we all exited um, without thinking of the consequences of what's going to happen. There's still people trapped in there um, from from America. There's still people there from Australia. There's there's still there's still locals that are in fear of their life. Um, so I, whilst I wouldn't say that he's he supported them. Um, they didn't. They didn't um, exit in a non-supporting as in a non-supporting way as they could. Uh, that's not good English at all. But uh, I think people will understand what I'm saying. Uh, and it's almost like, well, because I I didn't help them. Um, uh, no, you didn't. But if you sit back and do nothing, is it the same as helping anyway? Um, or you didn't. You certainly didn't hinder. Um, but yeah, it's. Um, I thought 
there was a number of uh, talks and a number of mentions about the uh, South China Sea and about um, terrorism without actually naming uh, places like China uh, or Pakistan. There was uh, we didn't we didn't mention them by name, um, but it was fairly obvious where those where those comments were directed. Um, and um, I think there's I yeah. For me, there's still this there's still this um, this nagging thing that um, even even um, Mr. Moby, he you know he gave a great talk and he talked about a whole lot of things and, and I read where he's very popular with the Indian community in America and and you know, lots of great stuff and all of that and he called out he called out the UN and said you know we've we've got to look at our own credibility and things like that which is great but. What's he actually doing? What have what what's what's India actually done? Um, yeah, uh, um, absolutely. You know, these are these are tough questions. I was just about to come to the South Asian battle, uh, yep. but I wanted to first us base upon the American battle. So uh, because the South Asian battle is close to where I'm coming from as well, and I know the uh, some of the insights. You know when. Uh, you know, without naming any countries or any leaders, it's very important for us to first look at what we are doing in our countries before starting to put the blame on others. And be it any prime minister or any leader, uh, it can be India, Pakistan, or you know, Afghanistan, or US or UK. They need to understand what's going on in their own country before they advise others. Before they start advising others, because who will advise others? You know, if I am a doctor and I am telling you that. On the basis of my experience, I want to tell you that this is how you can cure fever. This is how you can cure this. But if I have, if I'm not doing the right thing on my own as a doctor, I'm a foolish advising you, isn't it? Hmm. Yep. It's um, it's it's one of those um, interesting things where they seem to be able to tell us a whole lot about what they can do and what other countries could do and what they what should happen here, there and there. Um, somebody's not looking in their own backyard. And and it's not just one or two, there's many. And and look, even you know, Australia Australia's not immune to that either. We've um, we've talked a whole lot of stuff about a whole lot of stuff. Um, but are we doing as much as we could in things like climate change? Are we doing, you know? Um, and again, uh, I've made it very clear. I'm, I'm not a person that says that we should get rid of mining overnight. I'm not a person that says we should get rid of coal overnight. I understand that we need to think about and address it. But are we doing enough to address the issues that we should be so that we can move forward? Um, and, I, you know, I I don't think we are. And I, and I think many leaders in many countries at the moment uh, are... Uh, could be held accountable for that same same sort of inaction, and the U.S. is a you know, um, what was it actually set up for? What's it actually doing? So what was it actually set up for, and what is it actually doing? Um, and it was set up uh, to take action. You know, it was set up for us to have a united. You know, that's. Came up with a great name. Let's let's actually do something about that, fellas. It's you know, it's the United Nations, and we want to do this. Okay, but are we doing it, or are we just talking a lot about it? 
absolutely coming back to you know the the indian and the south asian rivalry that we have back there in the south asian backyard as you might say uh, what you can see is that there is some sort of blame game, blame game happening over one particular state as you might be knowing jammu and kashmir uh, it's it's a disputed territory for a long time after independence of both the countries and uh, they divided into two parts and it has been a disputed territory where, where pakistan has clearly mentioned that they're not going to talk to india unless and until they take back their 370 rule the new rule you know that allows uh, a lot of things in 37 you know the, the the independence it gives more independence to kashmir uh, mm -hmm. as per what uh, prime minister modi suggests but you know uh, different countries have different ways of looking into the same rule um, and on the other side, uh, Mr. Modi is defining that terrorism is terrorism, which I would agree with, that there is no nothing called as good terrorism or bad terrorism. And I think we touched base upon that with Mariam as well, that if a, terrorism, if a terrorist is helping you in uh, your defense, your country's defense, you call it as a good terrorist. And if it is working against you, killing your own people in some or the other way, you could start calling it as a bad terrorism so that's somehow i think the countries need to get rid of but it's very very difficult considering the political notions that these countries have yeah well i mean fortunately uh for for both australia and india um you and i don't represent a government and we're not we're not representing a, a government authority so so um what we say if we're offending people we're we're just a couple of guys off the street having a say. But I'd like to think that we're representing what a lot of the average person is thinking about. And um, yeah, it, it was amazing that the the great hoo-ha in that, um, that uh, Pakistan uh, raised when the Americans invaded and, 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 and uh, knocked off Osama. Um, um, but he was sitting in your backyard. And he was there for how long? And 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 these people coming in and doing this and doing that. Yep, but but they were sitting in your backyard. And what did you do for so long? Um, and it's it's uh, it's a bit like the argument between Pakistan and India, and they're saying, oh, you've got to do this, you've got to do that. Well, hang on, what are you doing to actually stop the terrorism? What are you doing to actually stop people in this area? Um, it's uh, I, the the older I get, the the less enthusiastic I am about governments. Um, I don't know what the earned answer is because you can't have chaos, and you can't have anarchy, and you can't have the rule of the gun. Um, uh, but it seems to me that we we we're going through a, a stage where um, our our governments um, are really good at talking, but that's about it. Um, whether we agree or disagree, um, in one sense, I was delighted that the Americans, the the uh, the British and Australia actually made a damn decision on the submarines. Now, that's a controversial decision, especially if you were a poor old Australian uh, uh, diplomat going over to France. Uh, that would have been an interesting couple of days for him. Um, and I don't think um, I don't think Mr. Morrison's uh, been given the warmest of welcome in his recent visits um, but at least we made a decision 
and and the the new quad and the um, you know Japan and all of that they've actually they've not just kept talking and talking about it somebody's finally made a decision and doing something to say to China well listen um, Australia mightn't be the biggest bloke on the block but now he's got a couple of big fellas standing behind him Absolutely. so and also, also in the last week George we discussed about this rivalry between Australia and France after the new triangular partnership has taken place between Australia, UK and US. And this was also raised uh, in this UN General Assembly where, you know, uh, they were not talking directly about each other. And there was some sort of anger, frustration from the side of France that suddenly this deal, a big deal that was signed has gone into the garbage suddenly without any notice. So. Again, I think we also already discussed about that, but what are your thoughts on that? Well, again, I, I said the other day on this that um, I, I fully accept um, France has every right to be angry because, because of the way it was done. Whether the decision is right, wrong or indifferent, that's one thing, but it's the way it was done. Um, you know, this, is, this is an ally of those three countries. This is a partner of those three countries in many different things. And, and basically, they were they were left out of the discussion totally until the end. And the only part of the discussion that they were brought into was "see you later." Um, you know, it's it's happened. Um, so um, that side of it, I, I think I think um, France has every right to to, to feel a bit uh, hard done by. Um, I don't, you know, as an Australian, I'm embarrassed about that. I. I um, and and I, I was particularly annoyed the other day when I was listening to to Morrison. And I've said to people before, fundamentally, I am a liberal voter. So this is not because I don't vote liberal, right? I generally vote liberal. So I I declare my 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 position straight up front. But that doesn't stop me being able to see something and say that's wrong. And when Morrison was challenged about the way we treated France. All he wanted to do was prattle on about what a great decision and this is going to be great for us, um, for our defence. We're not arguing that, Prime Minister. I'm not arguing that with you. What I'm arguing with you is how you've dealt with it. The same as I'm not arguing with a lot of the thing that the UN's talked about. I think it's fantastic that they want to help the world. I think it's terrific that we want to get on top of COVID and all of that. What about the 90% of the African people that haven't had their first jab yet? Where are you there, fellas? Where are you? Like, there's a whole lot of talk. And we, we you know, we've got to beat this and we, it's a global thing and we've all got to get in together. Well, that's great. 90% of Africans are still waiting for their first jab. Yep. Absolutely. Most of the African countries are still lagging behind with this vaccination rate, partially uh, because of the fact that the leaders have also not been able to convince their own people that the jabs are safe for them. Uh, because if I remember clearly a few days back when I was talking on the COVID-19 daily dose with Joshua, where we discussed about this fact that in, even in August, the, the hesitancy rate in Af most of the African countries was around 50%. It means 50% of people were still feeling hesitant as compared to uh, look at Australia, only 10% people feel 
that they are hesitant to take jabs and 90% people are now going for jabs and as much as some of the councils like Blacktown City Council in Sydney have reached 95% single dose and 70% double dose. So that's the difference. Yeah, but um, the, I mean, COVID, COVID is very, um, just like the, um, the pandemic, COVID has the ability to take over many a conversation. And so um, we could both get back onto, we could both keep going on that, but let's get back to the UN part of this. Um, um, because uh, we can have that discussion at, that, at another podcast. Um, so what do you think actually came out of the UN uh, 76th session? What, uh, as a young fellow watching this and somebody that takes interest in, in global uh, uh, politics and that, what's your feeling with it? I think one of the key elements was that the global leaders now and um, not now, they have wanted to discuss about this key notion of climate change. They, all of them agree on the fact that fossil fuels are, is not the future for them. Um, and they have to take action at some sort of stage. And that action needs to be a collaborative effort. It cannot be a one country effort and then blaming onto the others. I think that's what every issue, if you look at every issue that they have raised, like COVID-19 or climate change or terrorism, it's a collaborative effort. And I think that's where these forums like United Nations General Assembly come handy because this gives them a platform to share their vision with other countries, with other ambassadors who are taking part. But the key element for me is what are they going to take away from that? Or is it just a political speech which they have given to showcase that they are willing to do something, but in practice, they have not done anything or they will just go back to their usual life when they go back to their countries. So that's what these leaders have to decide from here on. Yeah, and, and it's for me, it seems that um, there's a lot of talk going on about um, your generation and that um, having less confidence in the governments around the world. And why would that be? Because looking at them there's not much to be confident about that you know there's very few countries that i look at and say wow they're actually doing something they're actually moving hard on this or they're doing this there's some areas um again i repeat um australia on climate change we still can't decide which which foot we want to keep our uh, which camp we want to keep our foot in um and, and and we're talking about having made great steps forward and, and we're doing this and we're doing that um i think a lot of that's because you know there's a few people that suddenly realize if you don't do something there is a problem um but you know we've we've still got a lot of the shock docs that are saying that it's all hooey and it's you know um um that it's it, it doesn't exist so um yeah, you know, uh, my old my old punching bag, um, uh, Alan Jones is you know still out there. Uh, fortunately, I, I I not listen to him very much at all now. It's only when when he says something stupid enough to, to come up in the uh, in my news feed. Um, but he's still out there pushing that it's it's all it's all a hoax. It's there's nothing you know, it's nothing to see. Um, 
So, you know, so let's talk about the UN. So we talked about climate. We talked about COVID. Talked about Afghanistan. We talked about um, uh, terrorism, counter-terrorism, South China Seas, and we talked about um, getting a more of a balance um, uh, in gender equality. That's a heck of a lot of talking. But, but the, the proof is if somebody actually does something. Um, from in the last two years, I've done a lot of talking with a lot of people that wanted to do a whole lot of things. Some of them very experienced business people, but you actually did something and we have now celebrated one month of a podcast. I can tell you there's people that, that have spoken to me several times about doing things. I was actually speaking, I won't name them because that's not fair, um, but it, it's not necessary. I, I spoke to a charity in March last year that was so excited about me wanting to help them raise money. I spoke to them again today to say, nobody's been back to me. Now I found another way that I could help you raise money. So, so, and um, as I said, I'm not going to mention that charity, but, 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 you know, that's a year and a half that we've been talking, but nothing's actually being done. And, and that's, that's that's a shame when it's at um, at a business level, and it's a shame when it's at a charity level. But when it's at national level, when it's our national leaders, and when it's something like the UN, um, I've mentioned this before. Um, you know, we did have that story about weapons of mass destruction. Nobody ever took took America to task over that. Why? Well, because America's so big, and they're part of the UN, and we. We're not going to. We're not going to have that argument. That that's a bit difficult. So, what is it? It's a toothless tiger. Yeah. 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 I think that's 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 absolutely true. You know, unless and until you do not see the actions happening in the real world, you cannot just be saying all the things. And that's why I agree with Greta um, Thunberg when she was talking at the world stage. Many of whom again might criticize her by saying that. You know, she's a politician. She's kind of a Swedish politician who is trying to publicize herself as one of the future leaders of Sweden. And she wants to just gain her mark on the world platform. But then, you know, at the end of the day, you have to look at what she is saying is not incorrect at all. She's just talking. She's just presenting you the facts of climate change. And all those facts have got a scientific evidence. They are, these are facts presented on the basis of certain years of research by scientists. It are not these, these are not her facts. She's just presenting the facts which the world doesn't want to present in front of the uh, which the world leaders don't want to present in front of the world or they don't want to have the action done. So I think, well, I, think uh, I think it's worse than that. I think it's worse than that because it's not that they disagree. It's it's nobody's really come out and shot her down in flames and said, well, this is totally wrong and this is totally wrong and this is totally wrong. Everybody goes, oh, yes, yes, yes. Oh, I'm great, glad that you came and let's clap her in and terrific. Okay, but what did you actually do about it? Oh, well, we've, we've set goals and we've set targets. Okay, well, let's you and I set a goal to have a million dollars by tomorrow. There's a good goal. And uh, no child will starve in Australia by the end of next week. There's another fantastic goal. But, 
But what is it? It's just a goal. If if you're not working towards, you, you know, from my business coaching, it's no point in having a goal and setting it if you don't actually move towards it. And and I can't believe that with the supposed brain power that we've got, and that think of the money that's been spent on on this session. Just think of the money, just just to have all of those people there for so long, all the people supporting them, the security, the, the travel, everything. If it's not actually moving forward, what is the point? What is the point? And so with, with, with Greta, I'll, I'll put it to you this way. I have people come to me with things and I say, that's not right. I think this is right. And I then move down the track of where I want to go, right? But but you can't, or I say, yes, I agree with that, and I move down that track. But what's happening is they're either saying she's crazy and ignore her and we're doing nothing, or, oh, no, very good point. Thank you for coming and, you know, it's, it's, I forget how old she is now, but. 15 or 16 or whatever. Um, certainly she was that age when she started all of this. Um, oh, yes, thank you very much for helping us out with all of that. But what are they actually doing? What have we actually done? I mean, our own government here is still arguing as to what we're going to do. You know, um, you had the Labor Party try to win an election by saying they're going to have electric cars by 2030, which was ridiculous. It just, if you, if you just think of... Do you think of the economic impact to the community if every single person had to get rid of their um, uh, petrol and diesel car by 2030? Like that, it was just a crazy thing. Oh, how are you going to charge them? Well, we don't know that yet, but it's a great goal. Um, fortunately, nobody believed that nonsense. But why set a goal? You know, you and I might, as I said, you and I might as well set a goal. We're going to have a million dollars by tomorrow. There you go. That's a great goal. Not likely, but it's a great goal. Yeah, but so where, is the, where, is the, where is the UN actually showing us? Where are the individual leaders of the UN actually going to show us what they're doing to move forward? Not sideways, which is what I think we've been doing for a long time now on many topics. What are they actually doing? What are you going to do as a collective to move forward? And people should be asking that question of every government that's involved with the UN. Yeah. I, I think it's important that you set your goals, but also set what are the steps you're going to take to reach that goal. Maybe yeah. you might be you might not take the exact steps. Maybe there might be some deviations, but at least you have set a framework for yourself that, okay, if I want to become a billionaire company by next week, this is what I'm going to do. First, I'll hire people. I'll I'll spend on marketing. I'll spend on this. I'll spend on that. That's how I'm going to do. Now, it might be it might be different to what you have said, but at least you have set some steps that this is what I'm going to follow to reach that goal, so that the world has uh, the authority to ask you. And I think that's what the political leaders refrain from these days, uh, you know, in answering those tough questions. Um, in, in, in some of the countries, they don't even they don't even want to come in the press. Yesterday, we were talking about this interesting topic of press freedom also. So, you know, these topics are very interlinked, you know, mm -hmm. uh, press freedom. And now today we are talking about key takeaways. 
um, and how it really impacts an independent media platform to raise your voice, you know. Now, after this UN General Assembly, if you go back to your country as a political leader, and if you have controlled your entire media and press under you, who is going to ask you questions on what you said at UN General Assembly? Hmm. Um, you came back to, you know, Nine News or, you know, some other channel and you are not able to answer the specific questions or probably the media doesn't have the authority to ask you tough questions. Then, yeah. you know, you will miss out on your goals, isn't it? Yeah. And, and look, I'm, I'm, I'm prepared to say that I haven't researched well enough um, and deep enough at the moment. Um, and so there very well may be some specific items that they've agreed to. They've talked about what we need to do or what we need to head towards, but maybe maybe in the next day or so, and certainly by this time next week, um, I'll be very interested to see where I've overlooked uh, because there's actually a specific list of what we're going to do and what the country, each country is committed. We're going to do this by such and such a day um, because at the moment um, and I'm not the world's greatest uh, researcher I'll, I'll, I'll wear that badge as well um, but at the moment I couldn't find anything that actually said this is what we've agreed to do and this is when we've agreed we're going to do it by right um, I, I know when the grand final's on because everybody agreed that's being played this weekend right so 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 we know the we know the uh, the Australian Rugby League um, uh, organisers and the Rugby Union and the AFL and all that they were able to say this is when we're doing it and this is where we're doing it and this is what we're doing right. It would be nice to think that something like equality for women and um, counter terrorism and climate control. Um, it would be nice to think that the US UN uh, actually have set targets as to uh, realistic what are we doing by what date and at the moment I, I couldn't find anything I found a lot about what different people had said we're going to say and, and thought of saying but I haven't found anything that says this is this is what's been agreed as the action plan absolutely and we will definitely keep on discussing about uh, such topics in the future sessions as well but for now we have to say goodbye to you and also if you want to um, listen to our future podcast sessions don't forget to follow us on apple itunes spotify instagram facebook we are already on all those platforms um, and for tomorrow we are replacing our tomorrow's daily dose with a very special episode on saturday where we collaborate with the University of New South Wales in Sydney on a panel discussion, on a special panel discussion on the Gandhian relevance of the Gandhian values in the 21st century as we are marking the birth anniversary of Mahatma Gandhi, uh, who is definitely one of the inspirational figures as we always want to talk about such people. We will also be touch basing upon other figures such as Nelson Mandela, um, and you know many more in our podcast sessions ahead so stay tuned for that and i hope to see you george on saturday for that panel discussion I'm, i am risking life and limb because it's actually my wife's birthday on saturday but i'll still be there at the podcast oh that's that's so nice uh, we want to wish all the audience wants to wish her a very very happy birthday 
I'll pass that on. Definitely. So yeah, have a great day, everyone. And also have a great birthday, Sharon. Goodbye, everybody. And I hope you've, you've taken something away from what we've said. And maybe you should start thinking about your plan, because if each of us has a plan, that's how we start to push governments in the right direction. Great. Thank you so much, everyone. Good afternoon.